Friday on Locked on Goals. San Diego finally wins their first game of the season. Mason McTavish arrives on a conditioning assignment and will check in on the OHL's Player of the Month. All of this on today's Locked on Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Goals Thursday, where every Thursday we look at the minor leagues for the Anaheim Ducks. I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering minor league hockey for over a decade. And just a reminder that this podcast is free and available across all platforms, including Odyssey, Stitcher, etc. You could follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. All right, so let's get going with today's goals Thursday. Over the weekend, San Diego played two games in two days against the Tucson Roadrunners at Tucson. And our friend of the program, Robin Leanio, was not there for both games, unfortunately. Having some car troubles, that sucks. So, had to watch these games and replay, and I'm honestly glad I did, because got to see Mason McTavish on the ice for the goals. He looked pretty good on both games. My takeaway from both games is, one, Alex Limoges is still killing it. Two, the goals really need to work on better defensive schemes, especially with Ole Eriksson Ek starting both of those. Oh, sorry, sorry, one of those games. Lucas Dostal is back. Woo, he looks good. He looks really good. But Ole Eriksson Ek, he's definitely the backup goaltender. And I do want to talk about both goaltenders, but at a later podcast. But just to briefly mention, Luka Dostal was the second star of Friday's game. Saturday, it was Ole Eriksson Ek. He didn't look good. He allowed way too many goals. But just to quickly recap both games, uh, Friday, it was a shellacking by the San Diego Goals. Their first win of the season, 5-1 to one over the Tucson Roadrunners. San Diego had begun the season on a three-game losing streak. They got their first victory, thanks to, of course, Mason McTavish in part. He did get a point in this game. Uh, goal scorers, Alex Lamoge got two of them. Jack Bedini, he got into it with his first of the season. Captain Sam Carrick got his first of the season. He's back with the goals. And Jacob Perot, Jacob Perot, the first-round pick from the previous year, he scored his second of the season. A lot of Ducks fans are high on Jacob Perot, and you absolutely should be. Absolutely. He looked fantastic. In fact, all the goals looked fantastic on this game. I think the big takeaway from that particular game was the amount of shots in the high danger area. In fact, most of their shots were right there, right along the crease. Uh, one goal was outside the crease. That was the Sam Carrick goal where Tucson's goaltender was just blocked out. I, I felt bad for Kochinash. Yes, the same Yosef Kochinash who was with the San Jose Sharks last season. If you remember this, the Sharks had a lot of goalie issues last season, so Kochinash had to play for the Sharks instead of the Barracuda. And right now he is with the Roadrunners just getting shellacked. Once again, it was a 5-1 to one game. But good to see that the goals were getting into that dirty area on Friday's game. Saturday, uh, it was a completely... Well, I shouldn't say completely different story, 
but it was a bad, bad start for Ole Eriksson Ek, who let in a couple of softballs, unfortunately. For the Tucson Roadrunners, all their goals were up close. All of them. Looking at all six of their goals, they were all in high danger areas where Tucson just kind of waltzed their way into the zone and waltzed their way into that high danger slot. Goals from Hudson Fashing, who, by the way, got a hat trick on this game. Yay. But look on the bright side. The goals power play is still working. In fact, they got not one, but two power play goals. Two power play goals coming from Danny O'Regan and Mason McTavish, who's on that power play unit with Jacob Perot. Now, that power play goal, that was a two-man advantage. That was just great puck movement all around. Mason McTavish did a good job moving the puck around. Jacob Perot, fantastic passing throughout that entire power play. And props to Bryce Kindop, who I feel doesn't get enough love on that power play unit, but he absolutely should. Uh, Kindop is another just kind of great... I would say awareness player. That's what I that's what I call him. He's aware of both sides of the puck. He's aware of where his teammates are. And he always seems to have a sixth sense of where the defense is not going. So great job all around. Uh, the apples on the McTavish goal went to O'Regan and Jacob Perot. Jacob Perot, for what it's worth, did get two points on that game. Two assists. It wasn't enough, though, because Tucson just had their way with Ole Eriksson Ek and the defense. It was 6-4 to four in favor of Tucson. 6-4. to four. Oof. There's definitely a big difference in goalies with the goals. Ole Eriksson Ek not off to a good start. Luka Dostal, completely different story. In fact, let's look at both goaltenders. We'll look at Ole Eriksson Ek, who right now is 0-3. He's 0-3. He's played three games. Goals against above five. Safe percentage hovering around 830, 820. It's not good, folks. As far as Luka Dostal, he's 1-1. One one. He's played two games. Safe percentage is 881. Goals against is 3.5. Although, that's mostly because of that shellacking at home against the Stockton Heat the previous week. That was that home opener for the goals. Dostal just, he didn't have it that night. He just didn't have it. The defense let him down just one of those nights. But Dostal still looking good on that first game where he was, or sorry, the second game where he was the not first star, sorry. He was the second star because Alex Limoges got two goals in that game. And he's right now leading the team in goals with three. That that's it. Not many goals for San Diego this season. Alex Limoges has three goals. Jacob Perot has two goals, and Vinny Letary has two goals for the goals, and that's it. All right, we're gonna head into the first intermission, but let's talk about everyone's favorite protein bar. It is Built Bar, folks. I've tried Built Bar on these commercials. And I just think they're the best protein bar in the world. I will vouch for them. I run marathons. I run half marathons. Having those built bars helps me get that extra boost that I so desperately need. And same with the built boost. 
the drink enhancements that are just fantastic for you. No calories, low sugar. You got to try Built Bar for yourselves, guys. If you haven't yet, go to Built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 to get a 15% discount on your next order of Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar in the land. All right. When we come back, we're going to focus on the rehab assignment for Mason McTavish. We're going to focus on his games with San Diego. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked on Gulls, which is under the umbrella of Locked on Anaheim Ducks, which is part of the Locked on Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and we are going to focus on this segment of the podcast on Mason McTavish. And this is mostly for Ducks and Gulls fans, but mostly for the Gulls fans, because he will be playing in San Diego this weekend. So for those of you that aren't... aware or don't remember, Mason McTavish was the third overall selection by the Anaheim Ducks in this past NHL entry draft. Number three overall, Mason McTavish had a good start to the Ducks season, scoring a goal on opening night in their Ducks opening night victory. And then he got injured. Then he got the nebulous lower body injury. I say nebulous because It's hockey. You always hear, oh, it's an upper body. It's a lower body. So he has a lower body injury. And once he kind of recovered and got off the red jersey, the Ducks, instead of bringing him back up to Anaheim right away, said, no, you know what? No, I think he needs a few days to get his feet back under him because it's a lower body injury. So the Ducks sent him to San Diego on a conditioning loan. So let me explain to the fans how conditioning loans work. They do not count towards his 10 games as far as being played to burn off his ELC. And a conditioning loan can last up to 14 days. After 14 days, then the Ducks have to decide whether they're going to bring him back to Anaheim or for some reason send him back to minors because he's too young to be eligible for the minor leagues so they can't actually send him to the AHL for more than two weeks now what the goals did or what the Ducks did which was smart was sent him to the goals they officially sent him on a conditioning loan last Thursday that was exactly seven days ago so one week from today that conditioning loan would expire And looking ahead at the goals schedule, they have three games at home before that conditioning loan expires. So for those of you in San Diego that want a chance to see Mason McTavish up close, this is your chance. This weekend is your absolute best chance to see Mason McTavish in action. You have Friday tomorrow against the Bakersfield Condors, Saturday against the Colorado Eagles, and Wednesday, November 10th, against the Henderson Silver Knights. It's anticipated that McTavish will for sure play in the two games this weekend at Pachanga Arena. No exact word on the Wednesday, November 10th game, but if I'm the Ducks, I let him play those three games. Let him fill out his conditioning stint 
just to completely make sure that he's good to go 100%. So that would make that make 5 games conditioning for the San Diego goals. So far he's looked good with San Diego on this team. He meshes with everyone on the ice. He meshes really well with Jacob Perot. That's a future line or at least a future power play line that I would love to see. And you know what I always say on here, let the kids play. Yeah, let those two play together. There's a certain connection, a certain chemistry between Mason McTavish and Jacob Perot. If you recall, Jacob Perot was a first-round pick previously for the Anaheim Ducks. So you got two first-rounders with an immense amount of talent. You bet they're going to score some goals together. I expect, actually, I will predict, I'll predict that Mason McTavish in these, if there's three games, I will predict that he scores two goals in these games with San Diego. That's assuming that he plays all three of those games. And I'm also going to predict that there's going to be a goal-to-assist connection between Perot and McTavish at least twice. Because he really makes he really helps make that power play work. And this is more of just being in the right system, being in the right state of mind. Look, the entire Ducks system, as far as power play, that goes all the way down to the San Diego goals. Right now, the Ducks have an amazing power play. The goals right now, they're first in the AHL in power play goals with 35%. A 35% power play percent. What are the Edmonton Oilers? They're playing like it as far as the man advantage. If they had more power play opportunities, I'm sure they'd get more goals. I mean, they're not drawing as many penalties as the Anaheim Ducks, but they're certainly making the most out of their chances. Again, 35% on the power play. That's elite, folks. That is tops in the AHL. And the power play goal that McTavish got on the Friday game, that was all patience there. All patience. Sorry, that's a Saturday game, not the Friday game. The Friday game, they only got one power play goal. Yeah, only one power play goal. They got only two on Saturday. That was just amazing patience by everyone all around. And McTavish was wide open. Pretty much wide open near the goal crease. And he got an easy power play goal. Easy power play goal. But that's just patience on the goal's part. And also patience on McTavish's part where he was just kind of waiting, waiting, looking for the right pass. And he finally found it. He used that big body to get himself open and used that big frame to have no one around him and kind of get in the slot area to look for either a much more open teammate or to get himself open for a high-quality shot. And looking at all the shot attempts that he had over the weekend, he had, in fact, five shots over the weekend and for the most part, they were in that trapezoid area, in that high danger slot. That's what you can look forward to when McTavish comes back to Anaheim, is using that big frame. And just one more quick thing about, I know I have a lot to say about Mason McTavish. This whole portion of the podcast is about McTavish. I expect that when he comes back to Anaheim, I expect him to slot right in there Maybe in that third line. I would love to see him back on the third line. Or maybe not the fourth line. But maybe just to come back. You know, put him out there with... I don't know. Maybe maybe D'Lo. Maybe DeLaurier. i like to see how that goes. 
maybe get him out there with one or two of the old guys. See how he does. I mean, I know those top two lines are really good right now, which is why I say put him on that third line. But gosh, part of me is curious to see how he does out there with some of the older guys. I'm curious to see how he would play with Henrik, with Getzloff on a power play. I just want to see that happen at some point. I know it's not ideal for the Ducks chemistry right now because that line is rolling. But let's just see where he fits in with Anaheim. Again, as I suspect, third line when he returns. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. And we're going to talk a little bit about Sasha Pastujov. We'll get to that on the other side. Welcome back to Locked on Gulls, which is part of Locked on Anaheim Ducks and part of the Locked on Podcast Network. And before we get started, just want to give a quick shout out. You're listening to this music right now from San Diego's own Mad Hat Hucksters. That's who's playing us out on these interstitials and whatnot. So yeah, San Diego's own Mad Hat Hucksters. Go ahead and check them out. All right. So I mentioned that I was going to talk about Sasha Pastujov for this final segment of Locked on Goals. And I know he's not a San Diego goal, but we do talk about prospects. And I think this is worth mentioning because he's sure to be a San Diego goal in the future at some point for at least a few games. He's only 18 years old. He's still young. So Sasha Pastujov, for those that don't remember, he was a third round pick in this past NHL draft just a few months ago. Number 66 overall. The left-handed shooter is having himself a monster start to the OHL season. In fact, here's how good he is. As of right now, Thursday, he is tied, tied for the league lead in points with 19. Sasha's currently playing with the Guelph Storm. He's got 10 goals and 9 assists and 19 points. And in one of those games, he had a hat trick and a very impressive hat trick at that. He's tied with the league lead with Ty Kartai, who's playing for the Sioux Greyhounds. Uh, Sasha has 10 goals, tied with Luke Evangelista of the London Knights. With the league leading goals is Ty Kartai with 11 goals. But stats are undisputedly good. His play on the ice is very good. Something that I did notice on all the numerous clips I've seen, and I do want to mention this. I did a whole podcast specifically devoted to Sasha Pastujov around the time of the draft. If you look back, and I'll toss a link up to that previous podcast uh, down in the description below this podcast today. Sasha Pastujov, I did a whole episode on. And one of the things that I remarked was the reason that he was pushed so low in the draft was because of the skating ability. His skating was deemed as below average. Looking at some of these scouting reports, that was the one huge knock on his game, was his skating ability. Then he entered training camp with just a ferocity. He had this mindset, I need to work on the one thing that everyone's saying I need to work on. And this is just from the eye test. 
But what I noticed out of training camp, the open practices and whatnot, is that Sasha was one of the players that had multiple coaches around him. When most of the rest of the players were off doing their drills, there was at least two occasions where Sasha Pasajov was kind of put to the side. And he was talking with, in one occasion, he was talking with Mike Stuthers. And just really focusing on strides and focusing on his skating. And he worked really hard on that. Then Arizona happened. The Prospects Tournament in Arizona, he really shined there. And I could already see a difference from the first game to the final game. Where that was something that he was working very hard on was his skating. So, Ducks fans, you should be extremely, extremely proud of the fact that this kid is putting in the work. He is doing everything he can to show, hey, I could be a steal in the third round. If Sasha Pasujov ends up making the Ducks roster as a third rounder, then heck yeah, you take that any day of the week. Looking at some of the other players that the Ducks have... I could think of one other player that kind of had that same, I'm going to prove to everyone that I'm worth it. Do you know who I'm talking about? I'll, I'll give a guess. How about the leading goal scorer for the Ducks, Troy Terry? Troy Terry was a fifth round pick for the Ducks back in 2015. And there was quite a few knocks on Troy Terry's game back in 2015. And he proved the doubters wrong. He was the 148th overall selection out of Denver. And look at Troy Terry now. Look at how well he is thriving. There were certain aspects of his game. Skating was fine. He worked on that. Handling abilities. He's worked on that. There was so many aspects of Troy Terry's game that was still very raw at 18 years. And he is the consummate professional. He is the very definition of of an athlete that has worked extremely hard to get to where he is. And I could see the same thing happening for Sasha Pasujov. And I didn't mean to make knocks on his game for any reason other than that's what the scouting report said. And I've said this since he was drafted. If he can put the work in, then it will pay huge dividends. And it is paying off right now. Looking at two of his goals, I look at how he kind of got into the zone and beat defenders. He beat defenders with the speed that some critics were saying, oh, he didn't have this before. Well, guess what? He kind of has it now. If he can continue to improve on his skating more than he has already, there's absolutely no reason why Sasha Pasujov can't tear up the rest of the OHL and hopefully lead the Guelph Storm to the playoffs. I think that'd be amazing for the Guelph Storm. Uh, looking right now at the standings for the OHL, this is something that I don't normally do, but looking at the standings, the Guelph Storm, they're in a playoff spot right now. They are second in the Midwest Division, just behind the London Knights. Hey, the Guelph Storm could make a run at it. You never know. They're one of the top teams in in the entire OHL, the top team by far is the London Knights. But the Guelph Storm are right up there. So this is something that I will be watching a little bit closer as the season goes on. It'd be really cool to see the Storm make a playoff spot. 
I know there's one lockdown host who lives near Guelph, and I'll have to get him on at some point because I know he's watched a couple of Guelph Storm games. And that's Ian McLaren, host of Locked on Bruins. I'll have to get him on at some point and get his thoughts on Sasha Pasujov as well. But once again, uh, congrats to Pasujov for winning the Player of the Month award for the Ontario Hockey League for the month of October. Hey, if he can keep up this pace, he can be Player of the Month for another month of the season. Who knows? He could be the M- the most valuable player of the Ontario Hockey League this season. And that would be huge for the kid. So once again, Sasa Pachizov leading or tied for the league lead in points. Doing very well. Maybe he'll get another hat trick. Who knows? Alright, that's going to do it for today's podcast Thank you all so much for listening. And once again, for those of you that are in San Diego or for those of you that want to check out Mason McTavish in action at Pachanga Arena, there's a game. Well, there's a game tomorrow night. There's also a Ducks game tomorrow night. They're playing the Arizona Coyotes. But if you don't feel like going to a Ducks game, go to San Diego. Check out the goals once again against the Bakersfield Condors. That's a 7 o'clock start at Pachanga Arena. Saturday, it will be the goals versus the Colorado Eagles. And then this coming Wednesday, goals versus the Henderson Silver Knights. McTavish should play in at least this weekend's games. So definitely check that out. Hey, Ducks fans in Orange County, there's no game on Saturday. Head on down to Pachanga Arena. Check out a goals game as they take on the Eagles. All right, that is it for today. Thank you so much. You could hear this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Odyssey, or wherever podcasts can be heard. You can follow me on Twitter at StimpyJD or follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. And finally, just want to give a quick shout out to Locked on Bets. They're killing it right now. Locked on NHL is doing well. And I gave a shout-out to Ian McLaren. So once again, check him out on Locked on Bruins. Once again, thank you so much for listening. It is greatly appreciated. And thank you for making Locked on Ducks your first listen of the day. It's appreciated. For Locked on Gulls, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a good rest of the day. Please be safe out there. Be kind to one another. And Ducks and Gulls fly together. Fly together.